0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18 plus. Hello, I'm George Cup, And I'm Callum Gurr. And you're about to listen to the podcast version of To Be Discussed with Cup and Gurr. Please note that this is a podcast. So... It's not a live broadcast, so please do not try to vote in any of the polls or send in messages to any of our discussions, as your message will not be registered, but you may still be charged.
2: Also, please note that not all of the opinions expressed in this podcast are our actual opinions, but may be expressed to create a better discussion. Anyway, enjoy the podcast and don't miss our live broadcast every Sunday on Wizard Radio Station. Good evening everybody and welcome to another episode of To Be Discussed with Cup and Gurr. My name is Callum Gurr, and I will be joined by my co-host
0: and political opposite George Cup. Hello everyone, this evening Callum and I will prove to you that you can have impassioned debates whilst holding vastly different opinions without falling out at the end of the evening. So tonight we will be discussing should this week be the final clap for carers? Which of these pastimes have you taken up during lockdown? And lastly do dating apps work? With each of these discussions being accompanied by polls which you have the chance to vote on at Wizard Radio Dakota UK forward slash listen and these discussions will be open until the end of the break between each topic but
2: first last week we asked for you guys to send in your opinions on the question if you could have one superpower what would it be and why and the first response we had in was from lara lara says i thought about this a lot and if i could have one superpower it would be to know what other people think of me like to be able to read their minds To know exactly how people feel about me as a person, how they see me, would eliminate a lot of confusion for me at the moment. I'm quite a self-conscious person, especially right now. The lockdown has made me quite paranoid, strangely. And it would feel like a huge weight had left my shoulders if I had that superpower. George,
0: uh, is that a superpower you would like? Um, if I'm honest, no, it's not really a superpower I would like. Um, I, I think it's it's an interesting point that Laura raises, actually. I mean, personally, I feel like it would be quite counterproductive. I think if you could tell which, what people were thinking, then for me, it would actually kind of make me more self-conscious because I would know exactly what they're actually thinking about me or yeah. the way I look or what I'm wearing. And sometimes it's actually... In, speaking in my own experience, it's actually quite nice for them not to say uh, what they actually overly think of me, because um, it's actually just quite nice to, to, to believe everyone likes you. It's always quite a nice way to go around things if uh, you're a bit unsure. But it's, it's interesting to see that that is a kind of coping mechanism that Laura kind of would think could work if you could read people's minds into assessing the situation i mean it would be it would be great if i could maybe have that power in a kind of political world where um if you were you could actually read what was going on in in boris johnson's mind when he he was saying defending dominic cummings um but that's a different matter um so yeah i think it's definitely an interesting superpower to have what about you Callum? is that something that interests you um In theory, I think it does. But then uh, as you've
2: um, kind of illustrated, George, I think think there's a whole load of issues with with that superpower in that um, they might not necessarily think great things about you, I suppose. And and is it actually better to know that for sure they don't like you? uh, Or is it better for there to be that element of, of... you know, illusion about it, I suppose. Um, I I think it's also interesting what Laura said about with lockdown it making her feel quite um, paranoid Um, because I think in a sense that that, that's come out a little bit um, in me, I've been overthinking things a little bit um, more than maybe what I would normally. Um, So so I think Laura, you're not probably alone in feeling that. I mean, is that something you've experienced, George?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think um, because you're alone with your your mind a lot more than you would be outside of lockdown, you do, I think, naturally start overthinking situations and, and start kind of doubting situations in your head and, and thinking whether, you know, whatever decisions have been going on, whether it's right. And yeah, I, sometimes being alone with your own thoughts can lead you to to that line definitely definitely yeah. um our next opinion comes in from harry and he says i'm kind of slit, split between being able to be invisible because you could get up to so much fun and being able <laughs> to fly i think the ability to fly would be really cool for two reasons firstly how fantastic would it be to after a stressful day soar up into the clouds flying around at exhilarating speed basically be with the birds you'd get some fantastic views and you could fly to foreign countries easily without having to put up with the horrible airline food which tastes of nothing and makes you feel a bit sick also you could skip traffic and just get to places really fast i'm really i'm a really impatient person so that would help me out a lot callum is uh, any of those two superpowers something that you're interested in? i suppose a, a a real life superman
2: yeah, yeah. I think definitely being able to fly is something that's really cool because of all, all of the reasons that Harry's given there. Really, I mean, um, being able to go to foreign countries, especially, is something that really um, would interest me. You know, <laughs> um, well, with obviously George, we're we're all, we've got a holiday meant to be happening in in September, um, but you know, it's 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 up in the air. Obviously, with with everything that's going on. Um, but if I could fly I could just uh, fly us all there I suppose I'd just have to probably um work out a little bit just so that I can make <laughs> sure that I could <laughs> could carry us um but but so so I think that would be a really cool superpower. I think being invisible so as well um yeah yeah that would that would be lots of fun as Harry says what, what about you George?
0: yeah i think i think being invisible uh, it, in a uh, kind of your first answer to the to lara's point is in, in theory i think it's it would be a great power to have but in practice i think you could get into a lot of trouble um and you could you would have to be very careful how you used your invisibility powers um, but and and flying flying would be amazing it really 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 would um i mean the the meetings that i have i could actually not have to get out of bed so early i could just t- jump up and get ready and off i go i won't have to worry about traffic getting into work or anything like that it would be great it would be um fantastic but before we move on to the next opinion kind of i just quickly want to ask you what is your ultimate superpower that you want to have hmm. uh
2: <laughs> so i think it probably would be fine to be fair and okay. so um, to, to be honest with you i just think because of the freedom that it offers you what, what about you I
0: think for me, um, it would have to be teleportation because you could just be able to to jump from place to place uh, when you wanted to. And and it means if you wanted to get somewhere quickly, you could just click your fingers and be there. And yeah, I think teleportation would definitely be one for, for me.
2: Yeah, that would be that would be a very cool superpower. Uh, Right, moving on to the next opinion, then it's from Reese Reese says, I don't know if I would want this power long term, but I would like to have the power to go back in time and change the past. like little things from decisions I made when I was younger and being able to see what the butterfly effect was of that thing all the way through to key events in history. Like, what if Hitler was never born? That could change the course of history. But I don't think I would want that as a permanent power, because that could get out of control. Uh, George,
0: is that something you would want to be able to do? It's... It's actually not. It's interesting because I suppose this kind of links back to our last uh, question that we had in in last week's show, where it's what are you more worried about, the past or future or present? And I think for me, I wouldn't particularly actually want to go back and change anything in my past because it has made me who I am today and um, it's taught me a lot of lessons. And if that never happened, then technically I would never have been taught those lessons or how to act in a certain way. And you could equally also argue that, yes, I completely understand the theory behind making sure that Hitler never came to power or was even born. Um, but then you could, I think there is a equally powerful arg- argument to say that would we be living the life that we have today with the freedoms and and the way that we, we live it. If those events had never happened, I know there was absolute slaughter and it was horrible, but we often see that in history, when things go incredibly bad, it allows for very good, resurgence to come from it um and i think without those elements of history we wouldn't be the human race that we are today or you could then argue that um your mum and dad could never have met so you might never have been born because there must be like a domino effect of things that happen within history to make things come together and i think if you just change one thing in in history it could have a very big effect on how we are living into in the present time how about you Callum would uh, is that something that takes your fancy um, I think it's probably takes my fancy a bit more than it does yours
2: George in terms of right <laughs> it would be quite nice to be able to change um some, some elements of my past but I think there's a problem with it in that you'd end up just constantly going back and 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 trying to change things I mean I don't know if there'd be some kind of limit on it um but it, and you could almost become obsessed with the past to the extent that you don't really live, live the present. Um, and, and sometimes, as you say, things are just not meant to be and, and things don't work out. And, and sometimes it's maybe better to just leave things as they are. But I think definitely in theory, I'd love to be able to go back and change yeah, the past a little bit.
0: It's, it's kind of like having on, on Forza or the Formula One games where you have the rewind button when you have a crash, so you can kind of do the corner better.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> Absolutely. Like that. Actually. Yeah the life version of that <laughs> right then uh, remember we'll be announcing what a question will be for you to send in your opinions on at the end of tonight's show so make sure you're ready for that for the chance to be featured in this segment of next week's show we've reached time for the first on this evening so we'll be back very soon
0: Hello and welcome back to To Be Discussed. Um, Let's move on to our second discussion of this evening. So we're asking, should this week be the final clap for carers? So on Thursday evening, many of us in the UK grabbed our pots and pans, scooped up the dog and nervously looked out the window to make sure our neighbours were doing the same. Are they there? I think so. Then then when the clock struck 8pm, the sound of clapping, cheering and wooden spoons hitting saucepan lids once again have filled the street as we celebrated those working on the front line of the coronavirus pandemic. But founder Anne-Marie Plas has said the 10th week of clapping would be a good time for it to end and for it instead to become an annual event. Mr. Gurr, what do you think on this?
2: yeah i think um this week this just just been will be the the good time to finish cut for carers personally um i think at at the start it had a, it was obviously a really good um thing to happen just to kind of show support for those that were basically keeping the nation going and putting themselves really on the on the front line um of of the coronavirus um early on and whilst we were all kind of at home um But, but now I think probably it's starting to lose its meaning a little bit. Um, and I think we could probably do, do better things to actually show real kind of appreciation, whereas this is almost like a token gesture. Um, I mean, I I don't know about what your experience has been George, but certainly from my perspective, the number of people doing cap for carers, um, has definitely deteriorated over the last kind of four weeks prior to this this week's one because a lot of people are saying it's going to be the final one I think there was a bit more of a swelling of support again of of doing the, this one final event but before that it kind of been um curtailing
0: off a little bit I mean is that something you found George yeah i it definitely has i i must admit the the street that i live on have been very good when it comes to the uh, clap on thursdays nearly every single house has been out every week um and it has been really lovely to to see in here but i mean when it first started i i could hear the the claps of all the streets around and it was really, really loud. And I, the first one I, we did, um, I actually felt quite choked up. I did get quite emotional. It was a really, really special moment. And, and you're so right, Callum, that as time has gone on, it has kind of felt like there is less enthusiasm around when people have gone outside, but it did pick up again on the, the last, thursday um that we we did go out and clap because it it, i think it is now right for us to maybe put an end to to the clapping not because we don't we've stopped appreciating what our carers are doing for us but because that significance of it has maybe fell away a little bit and and you're so right Callum, in saying that we need to ensure that we can now do something that is incredibly significant to to actually recognize the work that all carers and and NHS workers have done and and been through to ensure that we've got through this pandemic. And I personally believe that the first step in that is ensuring that they have a significant pay rise and that they are getting the support from the government and the recognition from the government, because it's all well and good, us cheering and clapping them for doing a fantastic job. But ultimately, it's then for the government to realise the passion and the belief that the Country has for those members of staff uh, and workers, and ensure that that's translated through government policy. I think it would be an absolute death wish if the current uh, Conservative government chose not to give any pay rise or any recognition to the workers on the front line at the moment. Um, And I totally appreciate that we will be going through some very hard times financially once we're out of this crisis. But If there can be any money spare or any money put aside, it has to be for those frontline workers so they can actually feel appreciated for once. Because I think sometimes they can feel like they are not appreciated by the general public or especially the government. Now, on that point, Callum, I think a little question to you Do you think then moving forward, because as Anne-Marie has said, this should be an annual event. And I do agree with that. I think it would be great to have an annual day where we do really celebrate our NHS. It's kind of going back to a question we had earlier in the months uh, or earlier in the year, I should say, where we said about bank holidays. Do you think that a correct way to recognise this is by having a clap for carers bank holiday where we can truly bring forward that british spirit of celebrating the services that have that are the beating heart of this country
2: Mm. see i definitely agree with the principle of having a day of appreciation for them where probably um we we would do some kind of clap in the evening for them as as kind of a a mark of of this kind of 10-week period we've had but also um, going forward to, to kind of appreciate the workers and things like that. And it'd be like a symbolic gesture, I suppose. I'm not a hundred percent sure that, that, it should be a bank holiday personally. Um, I mean, I, I, which is perhaps strange because I'm always generally in favor of, of having more bank holidays. Um, and I think I, I wouldn't be obviously I wouldn't be upset if it was to become a bank holiday. I'm just not a hundred percent sure that, in in a sense, that that's the the spirit in which um, the the carers have gone out as well. I mean, generally they they've gone out working when we're when we're not out working. And and the thing is that if we made it into a bank holiday, still the people. The, the people that we will be clapping and things like that, and we'll be commemorating, they'll still be the ones who have to go out and work. Um, so, in a sense, it feels like rewarding all of us when we're trying to commemorate for them. But, but I do think we should have some kind of appreciation day for them. I mean, do you, do you think that it should be a bank holiday, George?
0: I I think that bank holidays are a great way to show a significant moment in time and a, and a, and to actually be able to. To show appreciation for so many different things. A lot of bank holidays have been made as a celebration of something. And, and I don't think that it would be um, wrong of us to put a bank holiday in place so that we could actually have a whole day of celebrating those that have sacrificed themselves during this crisis. I do. Um, and it's something I hadn't thought of when you said it regarding um, that we're it's kind of having a bank holiday so people can be off work, but yet those people that are on the front line will still have to go to work. And that's something that I didn't actually think of. And it is a really important point. Um, But I, I, I still don't believe that even though that that would be the case, it would take away any importance of a bank holiday being in place. And even if it's something that um, is just really, really riled up where we could have, I don't know, fairs or events or something in place. At, so at 8 p.m. we can have villages or towns or people coming together to to clap and and not just be outside on the street, but being able to, to actually really and truly celebrate our NHS. Because I think that for so long, through the years that the NHS has been around, we have never really um, been able to celebrate the pure sacrifice and... Uh, ability that all of them have and have put into practice during this crisis and always have done um i think in in a way it's maybe quite upsetting that it's taken something like this for us to really appreciate all of the our frontline workers um so it it's 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 a hard one i do i do think definitely though that there should be that level it's it's entitled to have that level of um significance and um for people to actually realize where we would be if we if they weren't there
2: yeah yeah and obviously earlier you mentioned
0: giving pay rises to
2: kind of nurses and health line, um key workers um but, but do you think that other key workers should be given a pay rise too because i mean um, arguably people that are working in in, in supermarkets for example that you know they, they've effectively in a sense been on the front line as well um, and they they've been keeping the nation going so, so do you think that um, they should be given a pay rise and if so how, how would that happen would it be
0: that the minimum wage increases I think that's a definitely difficult one because obviously the NHS is government funded and as such the practically the pay brackets are um, determined by the government yeah. and, and and a lot of supermarkets, well, actually all supermarkets are not owned by the government and they are funded privately um, yeah. through investments and, and obviously profits through the end of the year. But I think that the government can definitely encourage businesses or even give incentives for businesses to um, give their workers pay rises um, to ensure that they can, Even if it's a certain tax break, whether that's corporation tax or tax on VAT or something like that, that can ensure that shops can have an increase in profits, but to only to give pay rises. I think that's got to be clear if there's a government policy that comes into place that um, it the, the. Profits that the, the shops will see from that is only to be spent on workers' pays, um, and I think that's really important. Do you do you think that's kind of a a feasible thing to do, Callum? Yeah, I think it probably is.
2: I, I mean, I, I I wonder what the public reaction would be to reducing corporation tax for those purposes. So probably, in a sense, from a from a um, public relations perspective. It will probably be better to do it either by increasing the minimum wage or by giving them a relief in terms of income tax rather than giving the the relief to businesses to then pass on to workers. But I do understand what you're saying in terms of it's very practically difficult when it's private sector as opposed to public sector. And
0: uh, and how do you think this this poll is going to go?
2: i think that most people will say this should be the final um clap for carers so i'll say that 75 percent of people will say yes
0: what about you i'm gonna say 65 percent of people are gonna say yes but as always there is only one way to find out and that's for you guys to vote on the poll should this week be the final clap for carers and you can do that at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen and we'll be back after this Hello and welcome back. So before that break, we asked the question: Should this week be the final clap for carers? And you guys have been voting away. So sixty-eight percent of you said yes, it should be, and thirty-two percent of you said no. Let's keep clapping. Callum, are you kind of surprised by that? Is there a, a little bit more support in the nose than you were expecting?
2: Yeah, I think I think slightly uh, more support for that. But I, I guess. Um... You know uh, a lot of people think that i i guess with lockdown really not properly ending still at the moment maybe for, for some people and um, there's grounds to still carry on um, with, with the Cat for carers thing. right then time to move on to our third discussion of this evening and we're asking which of these pastimes have you taken up during lockdown so lockdown has been very hard but there have been some benefits It has given us all an opportunity to reconnect with passions we'd long forgotten about or even discover new ones. On social media, we see many pictures of friends and families baking cakes, going on long bike rides or getting their hands messy in the garden. But which of these pastimes have you taken up during the current lockdown? And if your answer is multiple, then vote with the one you've done the most. So would it be reading cooking slash baking jogging cycling or gardening george have you had a dabble in the garden since <laughs>
0: lockdown began <laughs> um not not particularly um i mean as you know kind of i am an old man and um, i yes. will never say no to getting in the garden and um planting some plants <laughs> which is always a, a lovely pastime of mine. But, I mean, unfortunately, I'm going to bring out the, the the sympathy side here. Unfortunately for me, because I have still been working, I haven't particularly had much time to uh, really get into a new hobby or, or get a, a pastime back and, and really delve into it. Um, I mean, I did, at the start of it, I did a tiny bit of bacon. I made some banana bread, which was great. Um, I felt like a master chef and felt amazing if I was like mm-hmm. the new Mary Berry um but ultimately i think that for me i it's more kind of what i've seen my family be able to do because um a lot of them have been able to have a lot more free time than i have um and i mean a lot of them my mom and sister especially have got <clears throat> a lot more into sports um i mean my sister's doing the couch to 5k where, and she's doing amazingly at it she's um running every single day and and she's i mean, she's getting really, really far in, in getting to that, that um, achievement of running that 5k and it's actually yeah. really quite incredible to see and my mum is cycling every every day as well. I think if I'm honest, I think we're but the The cup family is going to be one of the only families that comes out of lockdown and losing loads of weight. Um, I think at the moment we're all together as a family, we've lost nearly like five stone in weight, which is quite good. Yeah, so uh, good. we're, yeah, we're proud of that. So, as <laughs> the uh, lockdown achievement. Um, but yeah, I, I think unfortunately I just, I just haven't had that time to really delve into a pastime that I absolutely love. Um, But the weather has been amazing to go out in the garden. And I think if I was here all the time, I would definitely be out in the garden um, doing a bit of uh, weeding or getting some plants trimmed or something. Who knows? How about you, Callum? Have you uh, have you been delving into any pastime in particular?
2: And so two of them there I've been doing um, a bit more. Um, Firstly, cooking. Uh, Well, I I mean, actually, I suppose technically I cook less than I used to because now I'm back living with my parents and um, and and um, my my mum generally does uh, most of the cooking. although Me and my dad take one day each. Um, so I, I I guess technically I'm doing less cooking, but in terms of um, quality cooking, where you know you're following a recipe, you're trying something new. I've definitely done that a lot more. Not any baking because I'm a rubbish baker. I, I can't do it, and I don't I don't enjoy baking although I do enjoy a cake so um you know maybe I should maybe I should learn it so that you, the enjoy, you enjoy the end result yeah exactly yeah but I just don't enjoy the the hard work here, <laughs> to get there <laughs> um but the main pastime that I've taken up actually is, has been jogging I mean I I did do jogging anyway um but I've I've pushed myself to get myself back up um because um, last year, I, I ran a half marathon, but since then, I hadn't really properly done um, kind of intense running in a long time. But I'm now kind of getting back up towards that level of fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, we, um, me and uh, my brother and, and um, two of my friends have been doing, um, uh, we've done 100 miles. Um, each of us have t- tried to run 100 miles in 30 days for Alzheimer's research um which has um, been a very um challenging um activity to do but but that's been really good and and it's it's kind of given me um a little bit of a focus during during lockdown because because as i alluded to earlier it's a really challenging time i think um on, on mental health because you know in a sense it, it can can kind of feel like uh, and it's never true but it can kind of feel like you haven't got much to get out of bed for really um mm-hmm. so so that's kind of given me something something to do beside from my, i've obviously been doing um uni work and stuff like that but um other than that the uh, the other activities here i mean cycling my um my bike's got a puncher so i can't go <laughs> cycling although we're we're just um we are actually just fixing it um we we're meant to do it today but I think we'll do it tomorrow now um reading I should do a lot more reading um because I've got plenty of time to do it but I I, I don't do it and gardening no I just I I, I don't uh, really garden uh, I mean George which of these because obviously as you say you you haven't really had um, much time to be able to take up a, a new pastime. and I'm sure it's like that for for a lot of our listeners as well um but but which of these um do you think
0: you would have most liked to have done if, if you'd have been off um i think I, the idea of it is I'm, i would love to to have done a lot more baking um as you say because it's always such a fantastic end result um, well it yeah. depends who's cooking it, actually but <laughs> <laughs> but um you obviously you can learn new with with making cakes and stuff and all different kinds of, of things. I mean, I know um one of our friends, Tom, he's he's dabbed his hand into a bit of uh baking. He's made a couple of cakes and they've yeah. they've looked um interesting, shall I say. <laughs> so and I and I think maybe if he pursued that career it would definitely get better. But no, I definitely think that baking if I had the time would have been something that I would love to have gone more into. Um, because it it would i think also baking is really relaxing and and you you raised a really important point is that during lockdown obviously everybody's mental health is has it's been hard it's been hard hitting on people's mental health and um by focusing your mind on something like baking or reading or jogging exercise i think it's helped a lot of people through this hard time and it's really been able to make people appreciate the kind of more simple things in life, not just the Internet and everything on like that, but the that I'm going to say, I suppose, the more old fashioned things in life that you don't need that technology side to to delve into and actually enjoy um, those kind of basic standard things that everyone can do. Um, so. So, yeah, I, I definitely think baking would would be the the area that I would have loved to do. I mean, I, I've got the perfect name. I could go into a baking industry and call it cupcakes but with a k Uh, i knew that was coming as soon as you
2: said i got a perfect name i knew exactly what the name was gonna be um it's actually quite a good name to be fair i I, I mean and just very quickly do, do you think we will see beyond lockdown people carrying on with these pastimes or do you think it's kind of a a means to an ending getting through lockdown
0: I don't know. I think people will have reignited their excitement and enjoyment for these certain activities. So I think that, especially over the weekend, people will be more willing to go into these certain activities and actually do them rather than not doing anything.
2: Yeah. And and what um, what pastime do you think is going to come out on top? Oh,
0: I'm going to say cooking and baking. How about you?
2: Yeah, I think so. It's, It's something people just love doing, don't they? Especially baking. Um, i think probably that's a, a legacy of bake-off really that so many people just really like to bake nowadays very true but it's now time for you guys to vote away on this poll so that question again is which of these pastimes have you taken up during lockdown you can do that with radio.co.uk for slash listen and those options again are reading cooking slash baking jogging cycling or gardening and we'll be back very soon And welcome back. So before the break, we asked which of these pastimes have you taken up during lockdown? And you guys have been voting away. So 37% of you said cooking slash baking. 21% of you said jogging. 19% cycling. 14% reading. And gardening on 9%. Now, George, are you surprised by any of them? I mean, I know for me, I'm a little bit surprised that reading's not got a bit more of a... um, a, a, a vote for it because obviously it's, it's it's an easy thing to do isn't it read i i don't know Callum. i can't read so <laughs> <laughs> it
0: explains why you vote conservative george oh, 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 oh. oh don't start that one callum don't even <laughs> think about it oh anyway anyway it's good that we can you can meet six people now because it means the down conference can go ahead um, uh, you can't
2: you can't steal that tweet george like, you sent it to me that was not original work guys that's
0: terrible That was terrible work. I I did tweet that. Um, (laughs) Let's move on. And as I always say, the last discussion is the most important discussion, and that is, do dating apps work? So during lockdown, I'm sure there have been many people that have decided it was the perfect time to get themselves on a dating app to see if they can find the one. With lots of different dating platforms out there from Tinder to Bumble, there are many ways of meeting people virtually. But can the apps find you the love that you've been looking for? What do you think, Callum? They haven't worked for me.
2: (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) No, um, I I do actually think the dating apps do work, actually. Um, Partly because a lot of people, let's be honest here, use Tinder for hookups, and I do think it it does work for that let's be honest um but then there are people that use tinder for for, um they they want more of a kind of long-term um conventional relationship i I suppose and and i think it does work for those purposes as well i think the pool of people you have that are looking for that too is a lot smaller uh, on the example of tinder but it is possible um, to find that on there. And there's also other apps that are less focused around hookups and more about building kind of more um, long-term relationships. And, and I think they they work as well in that sense. I mean, I'm very cynical about dating apps because as, as I said at the beginning, they haven't particularly worked for me yet. But um, I'm not a particularly active user of them, yeah. to yeah. be honest with you. I mean, I get a match with someone and I just don't message them. So I suppose how could I ever expect it to work for me? If I don't speak to him, I kind of do what virtually
0: what I do in real life. Uh, terrible. Really. Um, what about you, George? It's the, it's the classic thing is that Callum will, Callum will moan about being single and then he doesn't ever properly engage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. That's true. <laughs> um, I think dating apps are, are an interesting kind of development. It's, it's, um, they give people the chance to ha- have that confidence because some people don't have that confidence when they first kind of meet someone if you're out and about to really engage in a conversation and, and, and get that ball rolling to, to see whether or not there is a spark there. And, and I think that dating apps really, really do help those people out. Um, and I unfortunately do agree with Callum that there are certain dating sites that people use in a wrong way or how I would perceive to be in a wrong way. Um, they don't actually use it to seek a relationship. They use it for um, other activities. And um, But I, I have always been quite unsure, unclear on uh, whether or not dating apps actually work because, I mean, I have never overly had that good luck on them um but i think that personally now i do believe that if you kind of actually stick it out and and really find there is all that there can be someone out there for you um and i think sometimes dating apps can provide that if you if you want it if you're seeking it then I think you will actually be able to find it, um, and you know I recently my opinion on dating apps has has changed so so yeah I think it's it's what you kind of want to take of it ultimately. Mm. Uh, do you think though that
2: with something like like Tinder, mm. um, which obviously we spoke a fair bit about, but also it's it's the biggest dating app really, I suppose. Mm. Do do you think? The dating apps can be a bit superficial because quite often it's literally based upon pictures and a, a small bio as to whether or not you you like someone do you think do you think that's a problem with them
0: i definitely do think it that is a very big problem because you are trying to assess on whether you like someone just on the way they look and whether or not they've got a bit of banter in their bio um and the majority of people actually don't have a bio on tinder but i i think that yes, there is the argument that you're just looking at someone on their looks when you are on Tinder. But if you can have that level of conversation and that engagement, and if you start talking to someone over Tinder, you will soon realize whether or not you actually enjoy their personality or whether or not there is that spark going on between the messages. Um, So I, I agree that initially, it can be rather superficial. But as time goes on and you engage within that conversation, you can actually appreciate the person for more than just the pictures that are on Tinder. Do you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I think think that's probably right. And I
2: think also that, as much as we'd like it not to be the case, in life, people do judge by looks anyway. So everyone's a bit superficial. And and that doesn't mean that um, that, that, that there's not uh, that certain people will never find someone because actually, a lot of people have very different tastes. And and what I might um, swipe right on, I think right's the right way. I don't know (laughs) what I might like is is something that george might well not like and, and vice versa so so it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's that's u- ultimately depressing or anything but but i think that probably life is very superficial in the same way as these dating apps are yeah yeah and how do you think this poll is going to go kind of? um i think that most people say dating apps do work i'll,
0: I'll say of people what about you oh you stole my number I'm going to say 68 just to be a bit different Um, but there is as always only one way to find out and that is for you guys to vote on this question do dating apps work and you can do that at wizardbradio.co.uk forward slash listen and we'll be back after this Hello and welcome back. So before that break we asked do dating apps work? So the results have come in and 82% of you said no they do not and 18% of you said yeah they do. Well Callum we got that one slightly wrong. <laughs> yeah, just just slightly. I, I mean that's
2: that's really really shocked me because you would I would have thought that, that our our listeners be the kind of age of people that generally will be using data apps or thinking about using data naps and things like that um so so you might think that they they think they work and uh, i think that's really really um interesting i mean i guess you're as equally shocked as i am george
0: yeah i i am but i suppose if you look at it in a different way we did both say that um, ultimately we've we've never had the best success on dating <laughs> sites so I, I suppose you could definitely argue that point um, but it is now time for Connor and I, I to say goodbye so thanks for listening to To Be Discussed with Cup and Go we do really hope you've enjoyed this episode
2: so as mentioned earlier for the first segment of next week's show we'd like you to send in your questions for George nice and to answer uh, you can send in those by email to so station at wizardradio.co.uk or through Twitter, that's at WizRadio. So remember to send in your questions for George and I to answer, and we're really looking forward to answering those uh, next week. It's now time for George and I to say ciao
0: for now. So I've been Callum Gurr. And I've been George Cartram, everybody, to stay positive, keep smiling because it is almost over. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week at the same time and the same place for another episode of To Be Discussed.
1: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs)